Welcome to the UpstreamLife.com. I'm your founder and editor, Vishal Krishna. I'm at uh, the Web3 Summit uh, organized by Build, of course, and uh, Build for Web3, the summit's called. And by the way, I've got Ketan uh, Jog, the founder of Absinthe Labs. How are you? Doing well. How about yourself? Vishal? Very good. I mean, this is a new world for me. I was telling somebody this is like an Alice in Wonderland area for me. <laughs> There's so much happening, decentralization, DAOs, new terms, sovereign roll-ups. Yep. You know, those kind of things coming into my head and wondering, oh man, there's so much to learn. Absolutely. And, and decentralization is the way forward. A uh, better way of acquiring customers, keeping them close to you, loyal to you. Yeah. And, and I want to know first about you. Why did you get into this ecosystem? Definitely. Why is it the need of the R? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, a um, little bit about myself. I used to work on a, an AI company. Um, and that took me about four years to really flesh out. Um, it was computer vision. It was highly, okay. very tech-based. Um, and then after sort of exiting from that position, um, Web3 found me really through a research POV. You know, I was looking at why so many cryptographers are getting into the space and um, really excited me. So I transitioned into more of a math-based approach, mm -hmm. found out that a lot of smart people are building a lot of smart things. Um, but the downside is that they're not really looking at what people want. Yeah, they don't know the customer. They don't know the customer, right? And, and that was what clicked and we realized, okay, it's time to go out for six months, just do a lot of discovery. Um, realized that nobody's prioritizing real people in Web3 and that's when we built Absinthe Lab. And what's Absinthe uh, stand for? Uh, Absinthe just stands for the, <laughs> for the emotion that we want to evoke in people, right? We want euphoria, you know, hallucinogenics, that sort of um, excitement that we want to inspire in people who use our products and hence Absinthe Labs. Absolutely. And so what are you solving for? Uh, I'm glad you said today all builders, developers should understand the customer and I think that's what you're doing, bringing real value onto the table. Do you want to explain how? Definitely, definitely. So we're a technology company. Um, and we use zero-knowledge cryptography in the, mm -hmm. in the, in the back end to sort of be able to prove engagement, prove attention of the end user when they're interacting with the service. So what we're really doing is tokenizing this attention and allowing services to understand, hey, I'm talking to a real user. And also, hey, I'm talking to a bot. And then with that information, they can decide what they want to do in that interaction. Okay, it can be for customers, right? Mostly acquisition. I mean, I can be a brand, for example. You want to give a use case to this? Let's say a coffee chain, for example. We all love coffee. Yeah. So how can a coffee chain use Web3? Absolutely. So, you know, in blockchains, you really have to pay for every interaction. Let's say, you know, um, Barbucks is a, is a coffee shop and they, they set up a, a website and now Barbucks really wants to bring on users. So um, they have a web page and they want users to make a transaction on their blockchain application. Um, Barbucks wants to only sponsor gas for users that are human. Yes. We'll be able to tell them that. They don't want 50,000 bots, Sybil attacks, to really drain their customer acquisition money because that's valuable money. They want that LTV to CAC ratio to really survive. That's where we come in. And we will help them spend their money in the right way on the right people. But is this a real world problem today that uh, people who are using decentralized apps cannot track the right set of people? Is that? Absolutely, because um, there is about a quarter billion addresses on the Ethereum ecosystem, mm. right? And less than a million real people really use Web3. So that's your ratio. 0.4% of, of blockchain is actually human. The rest is bots. How do services discern? Um, they need something like what Absinthe Labs is building. How did you uh, come upon this use case? Did somebody in the industry come and tell you that? Somebody must have told you this, right? I mean, it's a use case, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been talking to people who say that we will help brands get, engage themselves on Web3, but without doing this, there's no value. Yeah. Right? I agree. I agree. Everything else is a waste of time, drain of resources, yes. computing resources also. Agreed. Right? Agreed. And it's expensive. Yeah, yeah. Right. But th this is fascinating. Who, who led you to this path? Or did you just discover it with a research paper? Really, it was, you know, a product of multiple conversations, you know, hundreds of conversations with companies. Mm -hmm. And we kept asking people, you know, why um, do they care about identity mm -hmm. in Web3? Um, and after you know, a lot of conversations, we understood that 
before you ask somebody something about them, you need to know that they're a real person in the first place. Um, and that's something that people weren't solving. Mm. And so that was sort of our insight into the market um, per se, and that's why we... It's interesting, on, an, on another level in the Web2 world, it's all about who the viewers are, views, but nobody's able to tell you who the real views are, you know, who's really watching it, nobody <laughs> has that. Is that a problem in the world today, in the internet and say Web3? I mean, how do we solve this, right? Mm -hmm. To know real identity. It's because identities are centralized. Uh, is that the problem, number one? Mm -hmm. Secondly, in a decentralized world, these bots have been generated, but nobody's realized that they can be a threat in the long run. Yes, yes, absolutely. So identity really can be broken down into the first, the fact mm -hmm. that you're a person, then qualities about yourself. Yes. Um, things like ad networks, you know, really function on, on clicks, on views, and they mm. really don't care about who you are as much as that you are watching it. Um, and that's something we focus on. Yes. Um, on the other side, you know, bots have created a lot of value in Web3 for on, on, the, on the early days of companies. Mm. That's great to start off with, but that's traction you can't sustain, and that's traction you pay for. Um, and so in the and, long run, you know. And, and no value again. Just, and no just, value, yes. exactly, exactly. It's, it, it is largely speculation based right now, which is why it, it's working, but we're in, in this for the long haul. And, and so we're really looking five years, 10 years into the future and, and trying to set up frameworks that help companies progress properly. Okay, when Absent builds this layer, it's layer two? Um, it won't be. So we're really a B2B SaaS okay. company. Um, we, off, off the decentralization tenets, you know, the, mm. the, the fundamentals that, that people want to preserve, we preserve verifiability, right? We want to make sure that what we say, you mm. can verify by yourself and keep it as trustless okay. as possible. Okay. We don't intend to build a blockchain. Mm. Um, but, but it can connect very much with the public cloud if you want to. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And you can also tokenize if you want. Yes, yes, you can build on top um, um, or use our technology to tokenize attention like assets. So you're building trust with the brand. The brand now gets to get verifiable users. Yes. And you reward them. Yes. And that's an amazing use case, right? But, but do people appreciate it? What are some of the bottlenecks when you go to, say, your early customers? Mm -hmm. they, some of them know the use case and the problem, but those who have you know, larger companies, do they speak to you and what do they say? That's a very good question. I mean, there's a big divide between companies who have been established and have a brand mm -hmm. and companies who are really struggling to just mm. get their first 10, 1500 mm. users. Um, there's a reason that we identify ourselves as <clears throat> a technology that identifies humans and not a technology that blocks bots, right? Mm. Bots have their place in the Web3 <laughs> ecosystem and we cannot sell a technology that removves their existing okay. 15 users. Okay. What we can do is tell them, hey, of your users, these are the ones you should value over time. Okay. Um, so once we made that shift, the answers between established companies and new companies have sort okay. of synonymized. So Ketan, in the Web2 world, bots are considered wrong and not important. But in the Web3 world, you said they are important to an extent. Why? A lot of things on the blockchain need to be automated to function properly. In DeFi, for example, mm. you know you have to have arbitrage bots to keep the prices efficient. Mm. That's something you don't want to touch. Um, so you want to separate that from your, you know, the system that the brands are going to use. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Okay. So they have their function at least, which, is, which is interesting. Okay. Now you said you're also a SaaS pro product, which means you can move between worlds very easily. You can move between the world of um, decentralization and centralization on both sides, right? Yeah. Because your core is the research that you put in your technology that can solve this problem. Do you see fitting into both worlds or you just want to focus on uh, one side, which is the decentralized world? You know, right now... Because a centralized world would want this kind of a technology for sure at this point of time. And we really hope to penetrate that market at some point. Um, but given the current stage and the competition that exists in Web2 with, you know, the behemoths like, yes. like Cloudflare and whatnot, yeah, yeah. really providing good services. And they're expensive. They are expensive. <laughs> they absolutely are expensive. And they are not interoperable, right? The yes, data that's another thing, yes. engagement is siloed. Um, we need to have enough traction to be able to compete with them by offering interoperability as a value prop. 
Um, that Which means we stay in Web3, exactly, um, for now. Um, build that brand, build that traction, build that um, interoperable data, and then move forward. Very well said, and the community is very important for you. We are at, uh, at the Build Summit, which is basically about the community. How is this community helping you globally? Um, so we really like to get in touch with developers and understand what they're building in Web3 so that we can serve them properly. Mm -hmm. um, you know, events like this, events, um, this entire week actually will will highlight and are highlighting the kind of use cases that people are interested in building mm -hmm. in the current environment. Mm -hmm. After understanding that, it gives us a good idea on how to package mm -hmm. and, and, and really promote the products that we build. Okay. Yeah. And what, how do you say India is a market at all or India is a market for good engineers for you to hire? I think both is equally true. There's fantastic mm -hmm. companies being built in India. There's people like, you know, Willistry, Blumos, and mm -hmm. Foundership that actually encourage entrepreneurship and company building. And you have great devs who are willing to work very hard. And mm -hmm. for startups, that's very important, right? Mm -hmm. That you genuinely um, dedicate yourself to the mission. And that's something that you okay. find in Bangalore a lot. Okay. Your, your experience in the US, Ketan, is very important. I mean, what's the mood there when it comes to these kind of systems? The mood. The, what, what's the mood there in a sense, all, I mean, people who are using or building these platforms, are there many there? Is there a talent shortage for this uh, over there? What, is there? what is the view of the general public there in terms of blockchain? Do they get it at all? Or, or do you see younger people saying, let me go into cryptos, let me understand it? Is that, big, is that a big moment in the US? Um, you know, both for both for the states and India, you have this divide between people who view Web3 or crypto as an investment vehicle. Yeah, yeah and that's then, the thing, right? I, and yeah. that's something that you and I would agree that that's not the way forward also. No, not at all, not at all. I mean, you to a certain extent, you need speculation for value because you get attention and audience and that you have to perform for that audience, um, which is why you would never want to eliminate that sector, right? But then you also want to focus on people who are creating value. Yes. Um, and that sector, I think, is equally proportioned against the speculators both in both countries. Now, speaking of the talent in uh, yeah. the States, it's fantastic. It's, um, there's a lot of clubs and a lot of organizations really, um, you know, rearing this, this talent into the right directions. Okay. Um, it's just nice to come to India for a fresh, fresh, you know, it's <laughs> like it's fresh and people are different. It's a different style, equally hardworking, I'd say. And, and, and what are the things that engineers, if you're, tomorrow you're going to grow, you're going to hire. What, I mean, this is generally for an audience that wants to learn technologies on the blockchain. Mm -hmm. Where did they start? Do they learn Ethereum's, Ethereum and its base foundation technologies and they build on it? Or, or, or are you okay with a person who knows you know, Python, React, or Golang and these traditional languages mm -hmm. and then use that knowledge to build Web3? Or would you say the technology is completely different? Um, I would say it's a bit of both depending on what you want okay. to enter, right? If you want to build fundamentals, mm -hmm. of course, you would need to have a different kind of skill set. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at building on top of existing Web3 technologies, anybody who has some semblance of technical understanding should have a good time okay. building in Web3. What type of any languages here in the Ethereum world? Any particular technologies that you'd recommend um, to build? Not in particular, I think. Mm -hmm. Like every every tech has its place, mm -hmm. and they all have their own communities. Okay. Um, better not to take a side okay. and spark a debate. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're basically saying learn everything. Come with the basics. The basics should be strong. Yeah. Okay. My my thoughts are now you're going to scale your company. Uh, you've just graduated, as you said, um, uh, early days. What are some of the early wins that you had or, or would you say some of the learnings that you had in a, in a year that you've started this? Uh, what do you want to take forward for 2024? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, in the past six months, we have learned a lot. We um, realized that there are certain things which people don't want, which we might be very passionate about. Okay, and what is that, for example? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, take it, take um, applications being built on chain mm. entirely, right? Mm. There's um, a sense of, of pride when it comes to having something completely trustless that's built on chain, mm -hmm. on the blockchain. Um, and then there's a the bitter realization when you realize that there's not a lot of companies who actually hold that tenet to their hearts, yes. right? Um, which means that the over um, overarching tech that you built 
sometimes is it necessary yeah. um, and that's something that i feel like companies need to be comfortable with in order to move between those worlds yes. and then be a tech maxi when it's time uh, and that's, <laughs> that's one right. of the big lessons we learned okay uh, typical traditional company when they work with you or a decentralized company he said it's a saas business mm -hmm. i just download integrate yeah. or do you have to send your team over to integrate at the moment we're in closed beta so we do uh, like a bit of hands on activity um, we send you an api key you mm -hmm. set up a product um, and then you tell us how it works and what features you want and then we add those again once we're out of beta, we won't be this kind. <laughs> okay, got but uh, at the moment, that's how okay. it is. Okay, so India would be a development center. Um, we want to have remote hiring and global hiring. Um, India is one of the places we're considering to okay. build a team as well. Okay, I can't leave you without asking you an important question on um, how do you unwind? I mean, I know you've just graduated and you've finished college and all that, but do you get to read stuff, listen to podcasts. What are you reading, for example? Would you recommend some of your reading? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, what I am listening to right now is Andrew Huberman's podcast, which I'm a big fan of. Okay. Um, love the love the science-based um, advice that he provides and um, allows me to sort of double check and you know satisfy my scientific curiosity. Okay. What's your scientific curiosity today? Scientific curiosity today is why sleep is very important because yes. I'm not getting a lot of it. Uh, I mean, you, are you talking about me? Who's 43? <laughs> I have sleep. I mean, I have sleep problems myself. It's important to sleep well, no? Absolutely, absolutely. So, I what's think. the podcast called again? Andrew Huberman's uh, Yeah, Andrew Huberman is a very popular guy on YouTube also. Absolutely. And what other podcasts or books do you read? Um, at the moment, I was reading The Psychology of Money. Mm -hmm. uh, for the very popular book. Very popular book, yeah. I think I got it after graduation uh -huh. as a piece of advice from uh, one of our family friends. Uh -huh. um, liked it a lot. Do you agree with it? Uh, definitely has pearls of wisdom that you can apply to any any parts of your life. I think it's worth I think, it. I think any entrepreneur who has to make money has to sell number one. Yep. And and he has to make sure that there's a moat around what he's building. Yep. yep. Right. Um, but but there's nothing nothing better than a good technology changing people's hearts and using that technology is the way forward. Yeah. Do you see decentralization? The movement has just begun, or do you see real value coming in the next five years, or is it going to take longer? I think the next five to ten years is definitely a good timeline to see a step function change. Mm -hmm. Right? We had phone books in Web One, we had you know static files in Web Two, mm -hmm. and I think sort of moving on to stores of value, which is a very natural transition if you trace the right curve. Um, and I think we're in that stage where we'd had we had a multiple dot com bubble effects, yes, and now multiple. ideally, you know, <laughs> uh, we we stabilize. I think I think with with the decentralized world, I hope things uh, stabilize. Other than the investment investment class, which which destabilizes things. That's fair. But but uh, all the best to you. Thank you. And I hope you get as much sleep, right, and build a great company. Absolutely. Thank you, Thank you so much. Thank you.